while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. McCarthy, welcome to South Coast tonight. As always, Marcus Farrow is here as well, holding the fort down as he has been uh, every night. Um, we have a, two candidates tonight? Yeah, so we have two candidates. Our first candidate is Sean Oliver. So as you know, uh, Hugh Dunn, um, Ward 3 City Councilor, announced his resignation a couple weeks ago here on South Coast tonight. And since then, we've had two candidate announcements. We're having a few more. Um, but for our first in-person you know, longer form interview uh, where we have we have Sean Oliver with us. Hey, Sean, how's it going? Hey, hey how you doing, guys? You Sean, had a nice time getting to know him here. Yeah, yeah. He he came early, which was great. A lot of people don't. Once you get elected, you'll start showing up late. <laughs> right, 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 right. You'll, you'll show up. Uh, oh, okay, the news ends at seven oh five. Okay, I'll be there at seven oh four. That's right. So, um, so so Sean, um. Before we get started, uh, if you just want to, you know, tell us about yourself. Uh, who, who are you? Why are you running for city council? Well, uh, first and foremost, I want to tell you guys, I know that people say this a lot, but I truly love the city of New Bedford. I was born and raised there, and it's always held a special place in my heart. Um, being a graduate of New Bedford High School, I'm always a New Bedford whaler. <laughs> you know, uh, long-term resident of the city, and with strong family ties w with the school department, the youth down the South End, um, counseling on aging years ago. My, my family has been in some public service of, in some way, shape, or form. And I always grew up looking towards that. Uh, my father in the 90s had some uh, attempts at uh, city council in Ward 6, Unfortunately, unsuccessful, but um, well, I, you tell us after you win if he was unsuccessful. I, <laughs> I, um, I always, I always saw that the drive sure. that he had to make some sort of difference. Right. And um, now that I'm older and raising my family here, um, that that drive has really um, boiled up um, in, inside. Um, so, Sean, this is a nice opportunity. It's not often you get a special election. Not often you get an opening on the city council. No, it it is. I uh, when um, the uh, the election um, was uh, posted last year, um, I I really wanted to be part of that, and uh, I wasn't able to um, personally. Um, had a lot of things going on, but the moment that I heard of this special election. I, it was there was no second guessing. I looked at my wife and she already knew. Okay, he wants to do this. And you were telling me you live on Upton Street. I, I do. Yep. Right. In, uh, and you were also telling me about trying to get on onto Hathaway Road to, right. to get I mean, here. I, I think it's a very important story. That um, that part of the city, there's a lot going on. For those that don't know, um, 
with the um, advanced manufacturing uh, campus on Hathaway Road. Um, I think that's a big um, draw to that part of the city. I think it's something that the city needs um, as, you know, tax revenue, incoming tax revenue uh, means uh, more uh, that we can take off the plate of the taxpayer. Mm-hmm. And um, But my main concern is uh, living there, uh, like, like I told you, it took me about 12, 15 minutes just to get off my street. It's incredible. Um, because the, with the highway being right there and virtually no, you know, traffic control from Shawmet all the way to Dartmouth, it's, um, it, get, it gets pretty crazy. So uh, that's my main concern in that area is how is it going to affect the residents, um, not of just the city, but of that particular uh, part of the ward. So we're speaking with uh, Sean Oliver. He is running for Ward 3 City Council in the special election. So, Sean, uh, Hugh, Hugh Dunn was the counselor there for almost six years now. Um, he's, he's, uh, he's leaving the office. The seat's open. Um, you talked about running before, but what's your assessment on Councillor Dunn's tenure as Ward 3 City Councilor? I mean, I don't want to get too uh, in-depth with that. I think everybody um, does. Um, the, I, I think people honestly try to have the intent to do the best job that they can. I, I do respect the fact that he has realized that his um, responsibilities um personally are asking too much of him and he's uh being able to take a step back um from the city and uh let somebody else kind of come in and and do the work that needs to be done so one of the big issues that Hugh worked on um and you're a corrections officer so you can i think appreciate this maybe more than other people um was the uh, benefits packages for Police officers who died or firefighters who died on any, any government worker, actually, right. for the city who died COVID-related. Um, you know, there was quite a battle. Yeah. Um, and it really took a special set of skills to get it. Um, did you follow that? And is that something you'd be able to, willing to pick up and go forward yeah. with? How do you feel about it in general? It, it, it absolutely is, especially like you had said, you know, being a corrections officer. And uh, that's, that's something that it, people, this isn't something that we were ready for. You know, so for um, something like that to happen to Sergeant Cassidy, which right. I knew him personally. Okay. I, he, um, when I lived in the South End, he, he actually lived four doors down. Really? Um, good guy. And uh, he, he was a good guy. He was, and to, so to see that happen and to um, know that his family is not being taken care of, um, it does strike a chord with me because if that happened to me, right. all that time and all that work that I put into my my community, and now my parent, my uh, my family has to suffer or is suffering. Uh, Plus, it's hard to retain employees if you're not going to take care of them if they die. Truthfully, in well, public service, that, right? I mean, we we talk about service in different ways, but uh, at the end of the day. Uh, we all want to take care of our our families, so that's that's the whole reason why we do some of the things that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it's, it's so to 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 do that work um, and know that you you or your family is not being taken care of is that's 
Why do it? How do you recruit them, right? So we're speaking with Sean Oliver. He's running for the open seat in the Ward 3 City Council special election. Um, so the golf course is going to be, I think, probably the primary issue in this campaign, uh, in everybody's campaign. Um, but what... Well, first I want to ask you, what skills? what skill set do you bring to the city council that would make you a good counselor? Okay, well... I'm not your typical candidate, and I understand that. You know, I don't have the um, the campaigning and the um, the experience as far as um, what that what it takes to run a, a, a successful campaign. But I like to think of myself as the typical resident, and that's the, the biggest thing for me is being the guy on the ground talking to the people especially of that area that it affects directly it affects the city in general but the, those the people in that ward are directly affected and i i have i've worked in multiple levels of of management um in previous employment where i've been able to build some really good teams around me um and i i've always looked to be that guy to collectively take everything from everybody in the group, everybody being the constituents of Ward 3 right. and being that voice um, that they need. Um, and I think I think that's that's a very huge part of it. Yes, you can get into the politics and the and and things like that. But the, the biggest thing is the people that put you there in the first place. And I feel if you take can take care of them and listen to them. Um, then that's that's going to be huge. You said you're not well versed in campaigning. It's going to be a pretty quick turnaround from the time you got to get those signatures to January 24th. How are you going to make up for that gap in knowledge? Um, I mean, there's I, I have some pretty good people um, that I've been uh, reaching out to, um, and, like who? and uh, a few people that have reached out to me. I've actually um, spoken um, back and forth, had some communication with Ian Abreu. Okay. Um, so um, he's he knows what great, he's doing. Great. He's, yeah, he's a good. Is he's he a good in, guy to know. Is he in supporting you? Um, he there's no endorsement there or anything like that. If that's what you're asking, but I mean, yes. there is uh, an open dialogue uh, between myself and and Ian. Is he giving you some advice on how to run an effective campaign? Um, he's he's giving me. Um, he's he's pretty open. Um, if I can bounce, I. I'm able to bounce things off of him. Okay. So, I mean, I guess... I, yes, I guess that it, sounds like yes. he's giving you advice on <laughs> yeah. that. Okay. So, we're here with uh, we're here with Sean Oliver. Um, so, other than the golf course, obviously it's going to be the big issue of the, um, of the campaign. Other than the golf course, what other issues do you think are um, belying the ward? And how do you plan to address them? I mean, we have... Uh, the other big thing would be the, uh, the Hicks-Logan area. Um, yeah. That's uh, been a long neglected part of the city. Well, they did uh, just um, when they just brought back the redevelopment authority, right? To to I think deal with that. I talked, to, I spoke with Mayor Mitchell about that. So, would you be a steward for that type of uh, program that was started between Mitchell and, and Council John and the rest of the city council? Uh, that would be definitely something that I would welcome. Okay. Um, I I had the opportunity to drive that area um, a couple of days ago. Uh, my wife and I yeah. drove around the ward. Um, and, uh, we went down that way and I, it's, it's funny, you know, it's funny because when you think of the waterfront, you think of 
downtown, the right. fishing boats and, and whatnot. But that's that's a waterfront property yeah, as well. Yeah, the Upper Harbor, yep. Absolutely. And, um, you know, it's it's just sitting there and... Uh, it's underutilized it, and, and distressed. Correct. Yeah. There are going to be some... Um, Real developments there um, that are on the drawing board. Yeah. Um, but you're right, it has been long neglected. Um, there's been a lot of plans, but very little uh, to come to fruition, right. quite frankly, um, for a variety of reasons. So we're speaking with Sean Oliver. Uh, he's running for the open seat in the Ward 3 City Council. So, Sean, one of the one of the things that, because it's not a ward issue, it's a city issue, which you'll be voting on. Um, recently, they've, there's been a proposal to put a... a um, another methadone clinic on Union Street in downtown New Bedford in what has been targeted for, you know, a business district, right? Um, been a lot of investment in that particular neighborhood. It was rejected by the Zoning Board of Appeals, but that'll be obviously appealed by in courts. Um, the City Council in unanim- unanimously voted against it, right? They, they, they went on the record saying we're against it, but they did offer a waiver to allow the owner of the business to tra- sell the business to the to a new owner, which the city council could have obstructed that, and it may have may have changed the plans a little bit. Um, what's your opinion on that? What would you have done had you been there? Well, I I that's a a area that I'd have to get a little uh, deeper into. I do believe that the um, the two I believe it's two facilities now that we have that are uh, filling the need for right. that. Yes. Um, and I don't know uh, personally if there's enough need for a third facility. Um, that would be something that I have to look into a little bit uh, more deeply. So I don't have an immediate answer on that, but it is it is something that I am aware of and uh, would, would but be the granting to. of the waiver. Did you? It, that was a pretty quickly done thing. We we talked about a lot about it here yeah. after the fact, right? Um, it was on the agenda, but the co- granting of the ra- waiver really angered the mayor, quite frankly, and I, under, and I understand why. Um, he felt it was a, a leverage point they could have gone with. Um, would you have done otherwise, or would you have gone along with the crowd? Um, maybe uh, I'd have to get, again, I'd, I'd have to be have all my ducks in a row as okay. far as, you know, knowing what you know the what's and the and the whatnots okay. uh, before I I gave a, a an answer on that. Okay. I I normally typically am not one to just go with the crowd. Okay. Um. But at the end of the day, too, it's it's again, it all falls back to listening to the people of the city. Um. What what may be, you know, quote unquote, good for the city, or you know, the the, the people may not all be on board. Right. Yeah. Right. So um. So we're speaking with Sean Oliver. He's running in the open race uh, for Ward 3 uh, City Council. So, Sean, um, you know, going back to going back to uh, citywide issues um, every uh, every spring and summer, you you guys are, are working on the budget um, as someone who would vote on the budget. What type of things you, would you be looking for to make uh, cuts or make uh, addi- uh, mis- uh, additional appropriations to? What departments? Um, I mean, it's that's that's like the meat and potatoes of it, right? It's it's who gets what uh, and how much of it do they get? Um, so that's uh, I I like to uh, it's it's all on. Um, sorry, what. Uh, I'm trying to say is when you look at the grand scheme of things as far as uh, areas that need 
more funding or perhaps less funding, there definitely does have to be a balance, and and that has to be understood. Um, as far as areas that um, I would like to focus on, I mean, uh, our 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 youth and our um, uh, school um, is is where. I think our future is. It's kind of like a cliche to say, you know, the children are our future. Right. Yeah. Um, but I'm not. The, so go the, ahead. The, the children of our future are the the people that will be sitting in these chairs for the. the oh, years I'm to not fall. leaving. I'm not yeah, coming anywhere. Know, no. I'm 33, they so I'll be here for a while. They tried to get rid of me. I live. Him, him might be a different story. <laughs> Almost. <Yeah>. I live. <laughs> um, very big um, with um, the. Uh, the youth and I, I think a big part of the um, what I'm personally going through right now is some um, uh, a uh, early childhood development um, things that have been kind of tough to navigate. Sure. Yeah. Um, as for you know me being the parent and you just how do I handle this? How do I, where do I go? Sure. Um, yeah. Things of that nature. So you I said think you're that, on round two. I think this, yeah, this, at home this, find this, this interesting. round two. This is uh, uh, our uh, our son's four years old now. I wow. thought that was uh, over. You know, I thought I was <laughs> I was already getting ready to retire, but right. uh, he's 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 brought me out of retirement, so to speak. And right. and that's and honestly, that's a big driving force for me. Is what am I leaving him? You know, my my father, my grandfather, my uncle. My uncle was big time in the school department. Um, Joseph uh, S. Oliver was the assistant superintendent of mm -hmm. curriculum for a while, was uh, the headmaster at New Bedford High School. Um, his father um, was big with counseling on aging. Right. Um, and so that's, I think our city's youth and our city's elderly are definitely things that we could um, help. Uh, big thing going on with uh, what is it, uh, Melville Towers and right. and Trip Towers? I know that it's not in Ward Three, so I don't want to stray too much. But those those are those are the things and the people that we need to to worry and focus on. So one of the big issues that comes up in the city council that you have direct control over, the mayor uh, Mayor Mitchell has been trying to make some budget cuts. One of the things he eyes as budget cuts is insurance uh, programs. The uh, health insurance program for police, fire, you and other, other workers. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's a big vote every year. John, uh, Mayor Mitchell brings it up every year. He he has, by my count, actually losing uh, support on the issue. I think he may have had a couple of votes one year, but um, he has lost support. He has lost support yeah, on the issue. Sure. He just yeah. has not sold it um, for a variety of reasons. But um, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, and. Insurance is tough, man. You know, we've my wife and I we've we've been both we've bounced back and forth with insurances because it's it, that changes. You know, like uh, every every year it feels like that you're navigating some different aspect. Um, you know, whose insurance are we going on this year, or who? Right. You know, my, if she starts a new job and it, is is her insurance better than mine, and is, and things like that. So. I, insurance is a big deal for people. It, that hits the wallet, that hits you physically, and and it, it it's just a big drain on people. And th I don't think that that should be something that, especially our um, fire, police, should be worried about. 
you know, take, I think we need to take care of them. You know, if we want them to do their jobs effectively, then they, they need to be happy, healthy, and ready to do their, their work. And if they can't, if they've got, if people have to make a decision, do I do, do I take care of myself today health-wise or do I do this because I, I don't want to pay the copay or I don't, or this is going to be expensive. Right. Then you turn around in any aspect of business is a killer. So a big business killer would be if people aren't taking care of themselves because of health reasons or because of the cost right. associated with that. Right. So I think you made your case. Yeah. So, um, so one more thing. Uh, what's your opinion on the weed dispensary that's going to be put in Ward Three? Uh, that's that's uh, proposed for Nosset Street. Is that yes. correct? Yeah. So um, it's been in the works for a long time. Yeah. I mean, I definitely see uh, the the. I've seen the benefits um, in some aspects. Um, I, I believe that the the one on Cogsall now is is that up and running now? Is it's, it's, it looks like it's about to be? Yeah, it's it's either is or it's going to be. Um, I, I I think you can still buy a bag in the park, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, but is, it, home is, but is it as good now? No. <laughs> Lamb's breath. But anyway, go. <laughs> um, no, but I. I, I feel like it's a, another thing that uh, how many of these are going to pop, be popping up? Um, I think it needs to take a bigger a, a bigger look as far as what the need is going to be. You know, um, is this something that um, is we're going to open a bunch of them and then in years to come they're they're closing doors anyways? Right. Uh, basic supply and demand issue. Right. Um, uh, so I, I would I would like to see a possible let's see what the actual demand is here versus um, just opening up all these doors. Shauna, um, before we we're running uh, low on time, but before I let you go, I'd like to take a, a call. I guess we've got a call from the audience. No, okay. Good evening, you're live. Hello, hello. Hi, Marcus. How you doing? Good. I, I'm actually. Uh other candidate i'm i'm waiting for my oh, all right yeah so um i so uh no anyway. problem we'll, we'll get to you in a second we'll, we'll get so. to you in a second sorry <laughs> so so sean um yeah recently this legislature it's a great question mark because recently the legislature changed a lot which a lot of, which the city had no control over a lot of the financial aspects that make it made it really palatable for communities to have the weed dispensaries the the revenue is now going to be significantly less yeah. okay. to the city of new bedford which is not everyone's priority but um there will be, I think, austerity cuts in the future. So you, should you be elected, I think you're going to end up with less happy times on the city council. Yeah. If you want it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely do want it, you know, and again, the biggest thing is getting out there and listening to the people knocking on the doors, um, the uh, the door knockers and the, the, the speaking to the people in, in the, uh, the area. How many doors do you plan to hit? Oh, I... To be honest with you, I'd like to say all of them, <laughs> but uh, well, but, there there are ten thousand registered voters in the ward. Okay. So, how many doors are you planning to hit for the special election? Well, I'm, I can tell you, I'm going to hit as many as possible. I'm going to hit. Um, I, I, I'm just we were just waiting for everything to be finalized, these papers to be able to be pulled, and the second that that is, uh, it, it's a go time. It's a full court press, you know, and I like I, I like I heard you say last night. Um, is going to be a, it's a quick turnaround and it's not a marathon. It's a definitely a sprint, Yes. but 
you know, that's why we play nine innings, and that's why we play four quarters. And I, I, I'm not giving up until the end. Um, and we haven't even started. But I, I, I'm definitely going to hit the, the ground running and, um, and talk to the people of the ward. Sean, I appreciate you coming in. Um, we're looking forward to talking with you more as Absolutely. this election unfolds. And before I let you go, where can people go to learn more about your campaign? Well, right now we're, uh, we're in the process of uh, building up our website. Nice. Um, right now is, uh, I've been personally heading a, uh, as big of a social media campaign as is Ian can, helping I, you with website I, design I, as well. Yeah. Not, not <laughs> as of yet. It, okay. It, I, uh, can't get him to stop talking about that, uh, Silmo, uh, he actually, he ran us some on Christmas Eve last yeah. year. It's it really good. good. Yeah. yeah it was really, really good. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, he, he's going to have uh, that, that pop up in uh, December third, and yep. I'll be there. Yeah. Cool. Um, and uh, I also have a direct number for uh, the people of the ward yeah, the, give it up. And, and the city sure. um, to to contact me with any questions, comments, concerns. I want to hear what it is you have to say and what it is that you're looking for in your next ward three candidate. Do you have the number with you? Yeah, the number is seven seven four nine two nine seven four. Five seven, and that's uh, I. I'm going to be available, twenty four seven, three sixty five. I may not get to you the second you call, but you will be getting some correspondence back from me. Sean Oliver, he's running for Ward Three City Council, and uh, hey, thanks for coming in. Thanks, thanks for thank, coming in, guys. Thanks for having. Hope me. you enjoyed Absolutely. it. Thanks. Was your first time on radio? Uh, it's, other than calling in, this is my first time. Beautiful. You did a good job. All right. Thanks, guys. You're not one of those callers that was mean to me. No, 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 okay. no. no. <laughs> We're going to do some council post game here. We're joined by Council President Abreu, who's going to make an announcement on the Ward 3 election. Ian, what's up? Marcus, Chris, how are you guys? What's going on, Mr. President? How are you? Uh, good, to, good to hear both of your voices. But, uh, you. yeah, so um, we just concluded our final full council meeting before the Thanksgiving holiday, and the official dates have been set officially again by the New Bedford City Council for the Ward 3 uh, special election. The okay. preliminary dates will be uh, set for um, Tuesday, January 24th, and the general slash final election has been set for Tuesday, February 28th. Okay. So again, Tuesday, January 24th for the preliminary and the second date we set was for the general on Tuesday, February 28th. And uh, since we acted accordingly um, last night, or tonight, I should say, um, I would assume that those who are interested in running for Ward 3 can now then proceed to head down to the Elections Commission office as early as tomorrow morning and pick up their papers. They should be available. So, so Ian, Fantastic. T to that end, we just had Sean Oliver on. Uh, he, we talked to, we talked to him about his campaign, his platform. Uh, he had said that you had been giving him some advice on, on, uh, campaigning. Uh, is he a candidate that you're supporting in this race? No, I'm not backing anybody in this race. Not at the current time. I'm not saying that I won't as things progress. Um, as I had said in my public statement, I believe it was with you and with even Tim and even on my social media platforms on Instagram and Facebook, I said I encourage anyone who wants to run for Ward 3 um, to reach out to me if they have questions or concerns or they want to lay of the, the land or to learn about the landscape of the kind of commitment it, it takes. I give Sean Oliver all the credit in the world. 
he was Johnny on the spot. He reached out to me right away. He asked me about the, the role of the council, the, the importance of constituent service, and I've, I've been happy to give him my advice. I've also spoken with Jacob Ventura. He and I had a great conversation last week on the phone. Um, I saw my friend Kathy Daner tonight, the former Ward 3 Council. She's going to be running for the Ward 3 special. Oh, breaking news. She was in the New Bedford City Council chamber tonight, in fact, just to kind of get some information and see what's going on uh, with the council business. So um, she's been meeting with counselors or speaking with counselors. So she at least has expressed an interest in running for the special anyway. Um, So she's going to be in, I believe. Um, There's a couple of other candidates that I've spoken to. Like who? well, they haven't publicly announced yet, so I don't want to out them. But one of them, I believe you had written about in your article, Marcus, was Robert Bromley. Oh, yeah. He anna- uh, he, he made the anna- uh, f- a formal announcement uh, last night, actually, in the program. He just called in. Oh, yeah. wonderful. Yeah. I know he had to get the clearance from the Rhode Island State Senate. Uh, yeah. uh, he works for the State Senate to be able to run. They gave him the thumbs up, so he's in. Rob's a guy I've worked with for years on the Veterans Advisory Board as a counselor. He he's the one who puts on all of our Veterans Day and Memorial Day parades. So he's a good man as well. What I'm appreciative of, Marcus and Chris, and I think you folks in the media are doing a great job in highlighting it, is um, this is a race to take seriously. And I think so far from the people I've been speaking to, they're all taking it seriously, from Sean to Jake to Kathy to Bob to the other uh, individual whom I've spoken with who hasn't announced yet, but I believe this person will be soon, and I don't want to out them on the air because sure. they've got their own plan to unveil. But um, I think it's going to be exciting preliminary. I can't handicap this one. I really can't. Um, the field is starting to shape up. Yeah. yeah, it really is. So, Ian, we appreciate you coming. Uh, we appreciate you coming on and calling in and giving us these important updates on the uh, city council race. I got to hit this break, but um, we'll talk to you soon. Gentlemen, have a happy Thanksgiving, and we'll see you at Somos Pop-Up on December 3rd. Absolutely. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Ian. See you, Thank Ian. you. Listen to us live anywhere in the world on the WBSM app. Your bills are... WBSM isn't just a broadcast. It's also a podcast. Get all of our podcasts at WBSM.com, the WBSM app, or just search WBSM on your favorite podcast provider. So, welcome back. It's to hard the sh- to soar with the eagles when you're flapping your wings with the chickens, right? <laughs> so, we got the official announcement of the election. It's no longer a question. It's no longer abstract. It is real. It is tangible. It's the polar plunge, Marcus. We uh, we had a we had a uh, a candidate scheduled for nine forty five. Um, but uh, maybe something's happening. The yeah, I guess okay. So we'll, you know what we'll do is we'll just we'll just move on like a troop. Like just move on. Um, <laughs> we'll bring it up when he eventually calls. By the way, he's obviously just trying to be like you done. <laughs> so he's factually, gonna win. He's gonna win. Yeah, yeah he's, he's late. late. He's just late. He's late. So he's gonna win. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. So we had a uh, we had another candidate that was. I, I thought Sean was very amiable. A- amiable. Very nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like a. You know, like he said, he's a he's a he's more local guy. Yeah, he's a local 
Yeah, regular guy. Right. Yeah. I mean, I thought he was very nice. I liked him. I liked him a lot. Yeah. Um, the nice guy. Uh, nice guy, and that that counts. Um, as you know, if you can tell all his neighbors, <laughs> too nice for politics. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> we'll see. maybe. But it, but that story is a story that his neighbors all share. Yeah. About trying to get on the Hathaway Road. Well, I think that's a. I think that's you know he, that that's going to be a center of his campaign because, and it's a strong issue because he can he has direct relatability to it, and right. I'm sure the neighbors who are most impacted by that know him. So I think yes. that's I think that's a strength of his. He um he's in that 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 neighborhood there with where Phil Palogas lives. Um, <clears throat> you know, it, it, there's a lot of voters there. <laughs> there's a lot of voters. There. So, um, um and he, by the way, he, we didn't get into it, but he was telling me off there. He's also a golfer. He's a golfer, and he, and he's he's pretty happy with the plan that John Mitchell and the uh, city council have come up with for that for that. Um, economic development over there because they are going to preserve a lot of the golf course. He's actually one of the first guys I've heard who's a golfer who's happy with the plan, which yeah. I thought was, was, was good. Yeah. Because a lot of the golfers, um, were not, they're not listening. Yeah. No, they're not, no, I should say they don't believe that the golf course is going to be preserved. He seemed to feel like it will. He seemed to believe it will. Um, which yeah. Is what the plan is. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, let's go to the phones. Good evening. Hello. Hello. Hey. What's going on? I, how you me. doing? I can't complain. I, you want you want to tell these these gentlemen that I like to see old fashioned uh, campaign uh, uh, where, where you meet the people. Yeah, I think Absolutely. that's the best way to campaign. Huh? I think that's the best way to campaign. I think it's the only way to campaign in a local yeah. race. I, I, I mean. I got uh, six councilors in my ward, and, and, and I have to I know who they are, but I, I, I just have not a meeting. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, knocking on doors is the best way to get ahead, I think. Pardon me? Knocking yeah, on right, doors. Right, yeah. right. The old, the, the, the old fashioned way. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right. All right. Thank you, sir. Oh well. All now, right. thank you. you. You've blown up the phone lines. I appreciate that. Phone lines. <laughs> phone lines are full. Thank you for the call. All right. Phone lines are full. Let's go to them. Good evening. Hey, how are you? Good. How, hey, you, how doing? you doing, my friend? Good. You're winding up the hour, so can we go to a different uh, topic? Well, it depends. Try it out. Try it out. Try it out. Try it out. Yeah, I think that uh, Mitch McConnell and the whole gang of Democrats want to send another X amount of billions of dollars to Ukraine, and we're fighting a proxy war. My question to you, and this is not being uh, facetious, okay, we're, we're in for over $100 billion. How come we're not taking some land with that? Oh, well, because I don't think... Um, this isn't a queer question. This no, 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 no. You, I, I would say that... Our primary goal right now, I'll tell you where the real money is going to be spent, not in this war, but in rebuilding the Ukraine. Um, yeah, like we did Europe. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I think we're just getting the start of the spending. He tickled Chris's funny bone. He loves this stuff. I, I mean, really. <laughs> we'll, we'll, get, we'll, get Bill, Bill, we'll get Bill Keating on eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and Jake Augenclaus to talk more about it. But yeah. um, I had Jake on a, a couple weeks ago to talk about it, uh, and, he, and he gave a pretty good answer to the uh, you know, the, the letter that of, for a diplomatic push and all that stuff. Right. It was pretty good. Yeah. So I, I would say this, sir, that um, 
we're nowhere near, we're maybe at the tip of the iceberg for the amount of money we're going to spend over there. Well, the reason I said that is because my knowledge is that China's buying up thousands of acres around military bases in the United States. They own yeah, a lot correct. of the highway system. And um, we're still the United States of America. Ukraine would still be Ukraine, but we'd get a piece of that breadbasket that feeds the world. And I thought that might be something to look into. But my yeah. real question is this, um, this giving away... And what would we call it? Uh, when, what the blacks want a reparation? Can you, can you reparation. do me a huge favor? Can you're you not black? Listen, who gives the reparations? Sir, so he gives them over over to these sir, other. Sir, can you do me a huge favor? Can you do me a huge huge favor? Can you call back later in the show because I've, I'm up against a break and I'd like to give your question a lot more time than I'm able to give it now. Well, I appreciate that most certainly. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate it. The news. Good evening. Hi, Marcus and Chris. How you doing? Good. Good. This is Robert Cabral. I'm sorry to interrupt your interview before. Um, oh, no, it, it, it's fine. So you wanted to make, so we, we want candidates to call in briefly to announce their candidacy and then come in for a long-form interview. So you're announcing your candidacy for Ward 3 City Council, and uh, yes. your, your name's Robert Cabral. Uh, tell Robert, us about yeah. yourself briefly. Sure. I mean, I lived my whole life in Westport and Dominic. The last six years I've been in New Bedford. last three years in Ward 3. Um, history buff, always loved that, you know, New Bedford is the whaling capital of the world. The largest seaport in the U.S., you know, it's the scout capital of the world. Frederick Douglass, the Underground Railroad, there's really some beautiful areas and some great history here in New Bedford, and, but there's also some under, underserved areas. Sure. Um, I was an officer in the Massachusetts Army National Guard. Okay. Uh, my claim to fame is I was the youngest officer in the National Guard, probably all the way back into World War II. What happened is um, the state was so desperate for officers back in the 80s, early 80s, because of all the drawdown from Vietnam and stuff, that they actually started a program. They said, okay, you can go to OCS as long as you intend on going to college. Oh, down the Cape? The OCS program down the Cape? Yep, okay. Mass, uh, Mass Military Academy, sure. exactly. Yep. So, so, so you, you, you told me you have a 25-page plan for the city? Oh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't actually, it's just a 25-page plan on homelessness. Okay. You know, that, that's kind of um, <clears throat> what got me going, and then I just... Page you know, one, build a home. <laughs> no. Exactly, no. you know. <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly, what got me going was some articles that some of you guys wrote, you know, that was really got me going. Thank you. Um, and then it just started going from there, you know. So what did you um, get out? What, what rank were you when you retired or, or, or get out? Uh, I was an A2. Um, I, I did realize, I mean, I did uh, eight, ten years, I think, eight, nine years. And what happened is I was an executive officer in Fall River. I can say I was in the 101st Infantry, but it's not that one. Right. Okay. We had a unit, um, first of 101st, it was an Irish unit out of Dorchester, and um, we were stationed in Fall River. And I was an XO. Um, I was next in line for the command, which was really as far as I wanted to get in the military, was just to become a CO. And 